Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Maria, and today Nehemiah, Esther, and the Matthews are taking me to the New Garden Aquarium. We'll learn what it is finished means. So grab your Bible and a friend and come on and join us. Isn't that a sunfish, Mr. Matthews? Yes. Let's get a closer look. The sign says, Sunfish love to sunbathe near the surface of the ocean, and they weigh an average of 2,200 pounds. They are the largest of all bony fish in the world. I wonder how Jonah must have felt in the belly of the big fish. How big was that fish, Mom? I think it was a whale, Nehemiah. The Bible says it was a great fish that God had prepared to swallow Jonah up in Jonah 1.17. I have it right here. Now Jehovah had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Wow. I've wanted to know the meaning of Matthew 12.40. It talks about Jonah. I read it a few months ago. Hmm. Matthew 12.40. Let me see. Okay. Matthew 12, verse 40. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Can you explain the three days and the three nights in the whale's belly and in the heart of the earth? I'll try, Jacob. Let's start with Jonah chapter 2, verse 2. Can you read that? Sure. Jonah 2, verse 2. And said... I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried I, and thou heardest my voice. So the whale's belly is hell? I don't understand. Well, not exactly, Nehemiah. It's a picture of hell. And what have we been learning about hell? It's the grave or death, right? Yes, you got it, Jacob. What about the three days and nights in the heart of the earth? I've wondered about that myself, Nehemiah. The same word for earth is also found in John 12, 23 and 24, where it's translated ground. You've been listening very quietly, Esther. Would you like to read that, honey? Yes. John 12, verses 23 and 24. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified, verily, verily, I say unto you, except a cornel wheat fall into the gown and died, it abided alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Dad, is it talking about cornel wheat? I don't get it. Sweetheart, the word for corn actually means kernel or grain. Remember it says, fall into the ground and die? And spiritually, it's the Lord Jesus who died to pay for all the believer's sins 
before he created the universe. Was it totally dark in the whale's stomach? I'm sure it was completely dark. And that makes me think of the three hours of darkness when Jesus hung on the cross. And when somebody dies, their body is placed underground where there is no light. I just thought of something. Uh, where is that? Um, here it is. I wrote it down in my Bible. Um, in Job 10:21 um, and 22, it says, Before I go whence, I shall not return, even to the land of darkness and the shadow of death, a land of darkness as darkness itself, and of the shadow of death without any order, and where the light is as darkness. What happened to Jesus when the darkness came? Well, we know that the three hours of darkness has to do with God's anger or punishment, which took place before God created the universe. A similar verse that helps us to understand the idea of darkness is found in Amos 5 verse 18. That has to do with the day of judgment, which is actually the first of 153 days of judgment, after which, God will destroy this universe by fire on October 21st, 2011. I wonder why he said that. Nehemiah, that's a good question. You see, what happened on the cross is like show-and-tell at school. On the cross, God was using a spiritual show-and-tell to explain what it meant for Christ to be forsaken by God the Father. And all of this happened before God said, let there be light, and there was light? Yes, and before he created the sun, the moon, the stars, and all the planets on day four, Psalm 16.10 says, For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Hell is death. Before the payment for sin was complete, Christ had to rise from the dead. Actually, Jesus was destroyed in the process of paying for the sins of his people. Wonderfully, he rose from death to prove that he had conquered sin and death. I know a verse that says that, Mr. Matthews. Really, Maria? Do you have it memorized? Yes. Romans 1.4 says, And declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead. That's a great verse, Maria. When Jesus cried on the cross, It is finished. It had to mean that the demonstration of Christ's suffering was complete. What was that big noise? Those are just sound effects, honey. Remember, there are 40 tanks in the New Garden Aquarium, and outside of the aquarium looks like a gigantic ship about to set sail. It houses species from all around the world, such as the Great Coral Reef and the Amazon River Basin. I see now. Let's go outside on the deck of the ship and look through the telescopes. The three hours of darkness on the cross is a real mystery. God was forsaken by God. Wow. You seem deep in thought, Maria. Um, I was just thinking, Mr. Matthews. Where did Jesus go when he said, it is finished? That's a very good question, Maria. After the three hours of darkness, Christ went to heaven in his soul, and his body was placed in the tomb. In Luke 23, I believe it's 46, we read this. And when Jesus had cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, 
he gave up the ghost. Oh, I get it now. That's why he told the thief on his right. Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Yes, Maria. I'll, I'll double check. But I believe the reference is found in Mark chapter 23, verse 43. There's a gun toad and Sarah. Hi, Mark. Hi, Aline. Nehemiah, Esther. Sorry I'm late. We were just having a Bible study about the Passover. What's the Passover, Mr. Gunter? Honey, the first Passover was when the Israelites left the land of Egypt in 1447 B.C. And they had to put lamb's blood on the doorposts or their firstborn child would die. Jesus, as the Passover lamb, hung on the cross as the Jews were celebrating the Passover feast in Jerusalem in 33 AD. After Jesus' resurrection on Sunday morning, many believers' bodies came out of those graves and went into the holy city or heaven. In Matthew 27, 51 to 53, we read, And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. What's the holy city, Mr. Gunther? Nehemiah, the holy city would have to be heaven, because once the veil of the temple was rent, while Christ was still on the cross, the physical temple was no longer the holy place. Therefore, physical Jerusalem was no longer the holy city. Instead, the new Jerusalem spiritually is the holy city, and that is the heavenly city that all Christians are a part of. Are the dead bodies going to rise again on May 21st, 2011, the day of the rapture? Yes, Sarah, that is the first day of the day of judgment that lasts for 153 days. So those bodies that resurrected at the time of the cross are actually a demonstration of what is gonna take place 1978 years later, on May 21st, 2011. But as God repeatedly points out in 1 Corinthians 15, if Christ had not been raised from the dead first, no one else could have been raised from the dead. Thus, the resurrection of those bodies on Sunday morning demonstrated that indeed Christ had been resurrected from the dead before the foundation of the world. And then in 33 AD as a demonstration or a show and tell. Did Jesus go to heaven at that time? Yes, and that was another part of Jesus' demonstration, which was given to assure the true believers that Christ indeed rose from the dead. In his soul, Christ went to heaven. His body without his soul was then placed in a grave. While in the grave, his body did not corrupt or decay. Why? It could not corrupt because if it did, it would show that he had not been successful in paying for the sins of the elect before the foundation of the world. 
Corruption has everything to do with making payment for sin, and that had already been accomplished. Therefore, Christ's resurrection from the grave could only be a demonstration. Is that like the believers who will come out of their graves on May 21st, 2011? Yes, Sarah. God is giving us a preview of what's going to actually happen on May 21st, 2011, which is the rapture. By having Jesus' body actually rise from a very literal grave and very literal bodies of believers rising from their graves by an earthquake. At the same time, the veil of the temple was torn in half from the top to the bottom. Well, we're back to where we started, at this end of the aquarium ship. Already? We must have walked in a big circle, because there are the sunfish again. That's my favorite part. Now I'll always remember the big sunfish and Jonah and the whale. And Jonah and the whale's belly is a picture of Jesus in the grave. And the rapture. And the gaze opening by a gate earthquake. And the dead bodies coming out and being caught up to be with Jesus. In today's Bible study, we looked at the saying of Christ on the cross. It is finished. The living demonstration that showed how Jesus bore the wrath of God for our sins ended when Jesus cried out, It is finished. For a free audio CD of today's program, please write to Treasures from the Bible in Care Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. Today's program is titled, It is Finished. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Bye! And be sure to tune in next week.